Welcome to the unspoken truths of digital leadership, living the leadership values. Our guests will talk about the unspoken truths of leadership, the values, the dark side and the learnings from dealing with conflict with integrity. Discover how they lead more effectively, how they make decisions, how they live their leadership values, and how they deal with the consequences that happen because of the decisions that they make. I am John Opoon, I will be your host of the show. Please note that there may be explicit language used during the interview. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the Unspoken Truths of Digital Leadership, Living the Leadership Values. So where I guess we'll talk about the unspoken truths of leadership, the dark side and the learnings from dealing with conflict of integrity. And today I have the founder of Boostly, Mark Simpson, with me. Thank you very much for having me. I'm very excited and intrigued at what we're going to talk about. Well, Mark, first of all, thank you for all that you do for the hospitality industry. Uh, you. you do so much for the hospitality industry is amazing. And it's something that I admired, especially the way you do it through you know, digital marketing, social media. Um, and it is something that I've like just seen you grow over time just from social media, you know, being in the same master, uh, entrepreneur groups and all those, but also just watching you from the sides on your journey, like from that doing social media, digital marketing, and then stepping on big stages with the big guys. And yeah. that was, for me, it was like a highlight. It was like, wow, yeah. check him out. He's he's there, <laughs> the big guys on stage. Please, Mark, yeah. tell us more about what Boosty is and, and how did you get into it? No, thank you. Yeah, so we've known each other. Like we've been in the same group now for maybe what three years in the, in the yeah. same Facebook group and whatnot. So, yeah, I mean, I have always been in and around hospitality. I grew up in Scarborough, in uh, in North Yorkshire, which you know every three houses it seems to be a bed and breakfast or some form of hospitality uh, because it's so popular. And um, when I was six years old, my parents transformed their farm. So I grew up on a farm in, in the North Yorkshire Moors into a, a bed and breakfast. So I've just, it's always been there. I'm always used to having somebody in our house. That's just how it was growing up. And um, when I got to like the age of 16, 17, I was doing what every single one of my friends wanted to do growing up in such a small town is like escape. And they were all off to uni, but I wanted to be a soccer coach. I wanted to do football, football coaching and got my badges, got my qualifications. And my ticket out was to America. I, I went coaching over there. had an amazing time. Saw every state possible, met loads of amazing people. Uh, but then got that travel book and wanted to go see more of the world. And so me and a buddy, we went to Asia, Australasia, everywhere in two years. So pretty much for like six, seven years, I was just traveling. But then the thing is, when we got into Australia, fell back into hospitality again. I was working in bars, restaurants, hotels, you name it. I was just doing odd jobs, the same sort of odd jobs I was doing growing up. Uh, we, we, we moved back to England in 2009 straight down to London. And again, hospitality jobs. I worked at Wembley and doing all those sort of things. But I, I realized that I needed to get some form of, of career. So somehow managed to fall into a, a marketing job, sales and marketing for Quipe, which now turned into, which was bought out by Yelp a couple of years ago. And um, I, in that job is where I learned digital marketing talking about digital marketing, I learned about social media, I learned about TripAdvisor, Google, SEO, everything. I learned from that job. And in um, 2013, uh, me and my wife, we 
we had our eldest Alfie, who is now he's now seven, one at the time, and my parents wanted one of my uh, four siblings, either me or, or one of one of my siblings. I've got three siblings, sorry, to move back to the farm to help them get online because by this time the business had grown and grown, but it had been solely on word of mouth. 25 years in and they needed one of us to come in and help. So me and my wife, we just thought it'd be an amazing opportunity. Me, for her, for the, for, for Alfie. So we moved back and um, that's what really started this next journey to where, where we are today. So we put these digital marketing skills into the farm. It, it got really popular. Like we, we took that offline word of mouth online and it became the most followed and most liked Facebook page in the local area, which was awesome. It became the top three uh, recommended business on TripAdvisor. Uh, people were, were were coming up to us and recognizing us. And you know, we, we built our super fans online. We built our online brand to the point where we didn't really need to do any marketing as such because people were doing it for us, which was fantastic. And then in 2016, I started to help other local hosts in the Scarborough area because they were suffering the same problems that my parents were with Facebook, like what is Facebook? What is this thing called Instagram? And all of these sort of things. And and um, it was on the back of that, I was really frustrated with the local advice that was being given by the tourism office. And so I started up an online one called the Hospitality Community. And that was 2016. And and it's sort of, it's, it's evolved and morphed from me giving advice to bed and breakfast in Scarborough to now where I've got with over a thousand clients all over the world and it's not just hotels it's not just guest house it's rental properties it's glamp sites it's it's accommodation but it's everywhere every 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 country continent we're literally all over the world now boostly which is which is crazy and like you say it's sort of peaked this year before lockdown um we spoke on a stage with google booking.com you know the big big brands of our our industry and i was just sharing tactics and advice on how to get direct bookings which was insane and it was uh it was crazy so thank you very much for for, for noticing and following the journey and, and i've i've tried to every single day document it which is something that we i've learned from you know the same people that, that that we learn learns a lot from is try and document it every day with with little videos and posts on stories on, on all of the things and yeah it'll be it'll make a cool little uh, big video to watch back on um in 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 in, in the years when i, when I start to slow down <laughs> It's it's like watching a documentary. It's going to be like, yeah. Well, which is why which is why they gave us this. Uh, it's why they gave us these these features. You know, it's like you can create. Well, Gary V says it all the time. Don't he? Document over create, and that's exactly what I try and do every single day. Like put some out there, show what I'm doing, and like yeah. So it started in Scarborough. The business moved to Middlesbrough, and very fortunate to go from Middlesbrough to Bali and then Bulgaria back to back to England, and now we're in Spain with our family move to Spain we're very fortunate to have a have a job now a career or a business where as long as we've got wi-fi and a laptop um we can do it anywhere in the world which is you know which which is which is awesome which is which is you know very grateful for that it's incredible as well congratulations on that move as well so thank you before you got into uh, you. your I would say um, digital marketing and stuff was there any like um did you know this was the route that you wanted to take or was it just something you fell into afterwards, you know, after being called up by your, your family? 
yeah, it's, it's, it's a funny one because I, you know, I've read Tools of Titans. I don't know if you've read it and, you know, you've, you've, you sort of see all these journeys of all these business owners. Or like you, you listen to How I Built This by Guy Ross or Masters of Scale by, by Reed Hoffman and like these business owners that have created like these, these really cool, cool companies and they sort of ask about getting started. And it's, I've been thinking about this trying to be, because I'm coming up to four years now, uh, which just past four years of having Boostly. And um, I never would have imagined that it would have turned into this to be i was truthfully honest and when i was doing the soccer coaching coming out at 16 17 18 i actually bought into a franchise in scarborough so i was responsible for bringing in my own money then i just never realized because the franchise already had customers it already had kids and you know it was going into schools doing youth development and you pretty much you would guarantee to have business there you know unless you were really bad you know so and I, I was doing little things to sort of get more customers to get more kids to come along to the camps but I never used to think of that as like a proper business and then when I went into London and I was doing sales it was pretty much commission-based it wasn't 100% commission-based but it's pretty much like commission-based and you had to hit your targets to get paid anything near decent well living in London basically to cover rent so again in a weird way, that that was like having a business without actually thinking of it as a business. So when I started up Boostly, I already felt like I'd been doing it indirectly and I just sort of knew what to do. But I really only knew one part, which was sales and marketing, new business development. I have learned so much along the way as in financing, looking after your money, company structure all of the things that this is why you know facebook groups and having like the ones that we're in have been invaluable because i have learned so so much of the things that i just literally thought i'll just deal with it one day <laughs> so yeah um yeah to a long way around of answering your question is it something that's always been sort of there but i never really realized realized it and never really thought of it and do you have times where you know you didn't think um, it was going anywhere or things like that or you know any doubts in your mind and, and how did you deal with that kind of thoughts yeah. and, and things yeah 100 a lot of the times and again this is why having um the facebook groups that we've been were part of or part of or in really helped because um there are many times when i was doing one-on-one -on -one work so now i do a one-to-many model yeah, uh, there's times when I was doing one to one when I first started where I was just working with maximum four or five clients at a time. So it was very much feast or famine. So I was doing six month contracts. I was going into a bed and breakfast and I was I was taking over their booking.com, their Expedia, their Airbnb, taking care of their Facebook, their website, their email marketing, everything. And I was just charging a set fee for it. And the way that it was working was that it was good. It was paying the bills, but it would never grow. It would never go to that next level because I would have to do more work. I'd have to start, you know, um, outsourcing and things. And I just, I was never in that right frame of mind at the time. And there was some months where you would lose like two or three clients at a time, which would be 30 or 40% of the monthly income. And, and like the bills are coming in that you're just thinking, oh my God. And then the way that it works in the HMRC and the government and the VAT and stuff and the tax over here is that for the first year, you don't have to worry about it. And then in the second year, I got my tax bill. And you pretty much have to pay two tax bills in one go. And I looked at that big bill and it was like, 
16, 17,000 pounds that I owed and I had like six or seven months to pay it. And I was like, I cannot do this. I, re I drove back that day thinking, that's it. This is the end. I, I don't know how I'm going to get it. Um, but that's the day that I decided to pivot from a one-on-one -on -one business model to a one-to-many. So where I, instead of giving someone a fish, I taught them how to fish pretty much. So I, I created online courses, some of that I could literally just open up and people could pay me a monthly subscription fee. And it was one of the best things that I did because I very quickly got that 16, 17 tax bill grant put together very quickly. Like I had eight months to do it and I was able to do it in three or four. But in that time, it was, it was awful. So having a group, a Facebook group that we're both part of where it's, because none of my friends have got their own business. My, my best friends, like the ones that aren't even on social media, like my, my true like offline friends, even my best friends, ones I've known since three or four, they haven't got their own business. They are very much got a job nine to five. And so I had no one really to talk to. I couldn't like pick up the phone and just chat about it. So to have the groups that we're part of, to go in and ask these questions and to have this accountability and just to sort of go, right, I've got this question about an online course, who can help me? And 10 people to put their hand up and go, right, you need to go on this website. You need to do this. You need to use this. And it was just, it was invaluable. So yeah, it, there was some very worrying times because again, like I had at this point, two kids, you know, bills and, and, you know, wife and all, all of, all of the things. And, you know, uh, it's, it's easy to sort of look back on it now, but at the time I would literally wake up some mornings and go, oh, what are we going to, you know, how are we going to do this? But, you know, it's just hard work, dedication and just showing up daily and, you know, you, you, you get through it. <laughs> Was it, what kind of thought process did you go through in terms of, you know, getting through that stage? It's, you know, I've had times where I had to come, go through and be like, how am I going to pay the this month's bills and all that stuff and things like that? It's just like, and if something happens, right, we, you know, we go out and create stuff and make things happen, but there's always you know, that uncertainty when you'd be like, how am I going to get through this? <laughs> yeah. I think the, I mean, the philosophy was just, just get it done. You know what I mean? Just get it, just get it done, show up and do the work. And however means possible, just just get up and, and do what you know what you need to do, go and do it and focus on the right thing. So many times and so many opportunities come your way, so many possibilities and things come your way, but you just, you focus on what you need to do. And I was very fortunate that, you know, I met people like Jessica Lorimer at the time where I could just focus on bringing in new business, you know, doing what I do best. And at the same time, when I did have money come in, I invested it back into the business. So one of the one of the, one of the things that I did pretty much instantly was as soon as we started to get that bit of money in was to outsource. And we're chatting about it a bit before we went live, like outsourcing. So instead of me doing all of the things that instead of being reactive and reactionary, I was able to give that reactive stuff to somebody, um, a virtual team member, somebody on the other side of the world. And that means I could just focus on the on the proactive things, the things that was driving the business forward, getting it in front of more people and whatnot. And it just meant that I could really focus, which which was like a massive key part of of of, of getting through it. Definitely. And you talked you talked about um, showing up before before you had kids. Was there times where you just didn't really want to show up or things like that? Or did the kids obviously make it more more of a drive? Obviously, I'm sure. Yeah, well, um, it's funny because before kids, I used to play video games all the time, like yeah. FIFA, Call of Duty. I remember in London when we lived there before kids and, you know, I would, you know, it, it would pretty much treat it like a nine to five job. And then you'd come back 
and you know living in london was awesome because there's always something to do uh or you could do what nothing you know and we i would i would spend hours playing video games and like or watching netflix or not even netflix just watching dvds or whatever with my, with my missus and it was 2017 my new year's eve resolution 2017 is that i would stop watching tv i would stop playing video games because i knew that to do it to get it done i had to give up something i had to sacrifice something you know what i mean and i wasn't going to sacrifice my time with my wife or like the the two boys i was going to sacrifice something that wasn't productive and that was binge watching tv or playing video games for hours and um it was really hard because at that time massively addicted to house of cards billions new girls you name it any us tv show me and the wife would watch it for hours on end so to give up that was was hard but it you know it's after about a month you get over it and you know then it doesn't even become an issue i mm -hmm. still don't watch tv series now i'll watch like a movie or a comedy but if it is it's like you know it's on it's on a weekend but at the time, it, it it was the thing that I needed to to be done in it, and and it, and it was done. So you nowadays you you can put in time for yourselves, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I still work really, really hard. I I have adopted a Dan Meredith's method of you know just getting blocks of time and yeah. just really focusing on on that time. And I still do that. I I'm very lucky that I've been able to figure it out as I go along. So when I first started. I thought I needed to get up really early and do like the five till 9am thing, which I did do. And I used to get up before the kids got up. I used to just power it all into four hours. Uh, but the problem was by doing it that time and that then is that nobody else was awake. So if I wanted to jump onto a, like a phone call, like a new business phone call or something like that, then no one's going to be awake at five o'clock in the morning. Um, I was getting work done, but what I found I was doing lots of like reactionary like sort of work, but um, what I've learned through time is to like work when my audience is going to be able to see me or be able to talk to me. So because I would deal with hospitality businesses, if I was going to be doing like nine till one or nine till five, for example, it doesn't work because most of the time people in the morning are busy changeovers or, or whatever. So I've, I've, I've come to realize now that I can work um, 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. at night. It's the perfect time. So I, I'm able to get a full day's worth of working into four hours. So I still do those four hours. But in those four hours, it is head down, no distractions. So no notifications on this computer. My phone is off in my bag. I've got um, a, a, a burner phone, like a Spanish burner phone. It's literally a, an old Motorola that's got nothing on it. But if it's important, only my wife has that number. So if it's really important, she can call that. So there's no notifications, there's no distraction. And when I get my head down, I work like really, really hard uh, in those things. But that means that because I do six till 10 in the daytime, I can spend it with my wife. I can spend it with my with my two-year-olds because the other boys are at Spanish school. Um, you know, it's uh, I wake up in the morning about six, seven o'clock because a lot of my teams have grown a team now, which is crazy. I started from one virtual team member. We've now got 10 people that work uh, with Boostly they're all on the other side of the world. So I wake up at seven, quick check on the WhatsApp in our group to see anything I need to deal with. Um, if not, I, I leave them to it. I come in you know, I spend a day with like my wife and two-year-old, come in at six, six or 10, work really hard. 
and um and um and yeah weekends phone off laptop off don't don't even look at it um we've we've grown to a point now literally this week yesterday on wednesday so yesterday was the first day i've now got won't work wednesday so basically i won't work from the office on a wednesday and um what that means is that i'll still check in at the end of the day but it's after they got the boys to bed so again like from 8 30 to 10 o'clock I'll, I'll log on i'll open the laptop up i'll make sure that emails and facebook and everything has been answered but it's a, it's a bit of a chill day because i was getting to a point and i could start to feel it i was really starting to get um because i was working really hard cramming so much into these like four hours i was starting to feel the effect and, and doing like challenges and launches and whatnot i was starting to feel burnt out so i'm putting in this extra day to have a little chill out in the week that one little extra day where it's a bit a bit very chilled out but also as well it just means that um it helps with my wife as well so then she's not got the three boys all putting them to bed like five nights a week so yeah we're sort of breaking up a little bit so so yeah it's um that's pretty much how my week works and looks at the moment that's awesome that's really good i'm glad you've finally got that balance as well yeah it's 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 um it's learning as you go but it's also as well like if you've got a partner in your life it's about working together and being like communicative and, and like talking and just sort of figuring out not only what works for you and the business and your clients but also what works with them as well because at the end of the day if it if all things don't match then there's, there's going to be a, a break you know and it's it's hard you know it's been a, it's been a long way getting to this point not just with the business but like with the like being married and having a partner and trying to figure all this out as well because it's so easy to take the things that you say and take the things that you're doing from work and then have it overlay into your personal life and it's it's hard it's like really hard and there's been some like tough moments but again we've just been able to to work on it work through it and um yeah it's better because of it that's awesome i, I can relate because you know me and my partner's been together for like 10 years now mm. i haven't got kids yet but like that's why i'm like now it's working now that i still got free time it's making sure I make this time count and yeah. lay out the foundations before you know the kids come and, and all the responsibilities and all that adult stuff that comes into it, right? Yeah, no, hundred percent. And it's you know it's it can be tricky. I mean, Laura has just started her own business as well during the lockdown, so now she has got her set times when she does the work, and there's still time where we can spend time together. But again, I, I take on more responsibility with, with Frankie, our two-year-old. It's just a case of um, just just talking, like communicative, like making sure that you're uh, you're always on on the right page. And like we we now do um, we now do this thing where it's like we have a weekly check-in. Um, I chat to, to Karen Font Garcia. We both know Karen. Karen chats to Laura, and, and like um, we now because of chatting to Karen, we've now got doing our own little weekly check-in, which I find really helps because when you've got kids literally flying around all over the place, and you've got all the other things you're trying to do in your, in your head and stuff, it's really easy to just not talk about things. So we make sure that we have a weekly check-in, a weekly catch-up. It's normally on a Sunday evening, and I find that really helps as well because it's just a great chance to be able to sit down. No kids, no noises, no disruptions. Phones off, and just like just just talk, which is which I find like has been re really good. How long have you and your um, wife been together now? Yeah, 11, 11 years. So we met um, two thousand and nine, like January two thousand and nine. So yeah, it's a similar sort of time. We've been married uh, for uh, f oh, shit five years, four years. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> got to remember this is going on public, right? <laughs> six years, six years. Sorry, it's 2014. We got married six years. Yeah, 2020. Yeah, six years. So, yeah, a long time. Awesome. So, yeah, that's, this is a good one. Um, this is one that I don't really get to go into. Is um, partnerships. How crucial has that been for you? Um, I know that you have mentioned it just now. Is you know having that communication and transparency about having each other's back, um, working out what works for each other as well. You know, we, you, you, you've got your own routine and she has her own routine as well, right? And then you've got the kids' routines as well. Yeah. I mean, especially with lockdown as well, so many partnerships and relationships will have definitely struggled because it's just something different. And you know, we, we were no, no, no different. And I mean, my problem was is that when you have your own business and you're just used to solving your own problems, you just get on with it and you solve your own problems and you don't really talk about it. You just, you know, if something comes in and there's an issue, you just deal with it. And I think the main thing that I've learned having a like relationship and having a business is that you've got to be able to talk with each other. Cause if you don't, then that's when things just get bottled up and they get worse and worse and worse. So like the community, the, the, the communication thing is definitely something that I've had to get better app not try and work it out and do it all myself so if like a problem comes up i don't try and do it myself but yeah just i mean i mean communication is is, is the key is, is the absolute key out of all the things that other people say to work on and whatnot i mean if, if you're as long as you're talking and you're honest and you're, you're doing it regular then i think everything else can be pretty much sorted it's the ones where you don't talk and again with, with lockdown it was so hard because you were literally on top of each other and then you add kids into the mix and it's all the rules and regulations and things like that and i can see why so many relationships stopped <laughs> during um and i know a, a couple of people have stopped during covid or just after covid because of that and it's you know it doesn't need to be a, a covid situation but it's like just anytime just long as long as you're talking and i mean that's that's the main thing that, that i've learned and i'm glad i i learned it before things got really worse because then that you know sometimes it can just happen where they can't come back from it so yeah i think that's been really really important to give each other space to to to, to not only do your own thing but work out the things together yeah because relationship is, is you know I've, I've seen so many couples like fall apart and stuff and not even even um during covid or you know during the quarantine stuff but as pre prior as well as um it just seems to be lack of um, communication or there seems to be um, expectations yeah, and, and things like that. It's just like, well, have you really communicated that expectation to each other? And Yeah. Well, I'm very lucky that I found somebody that very similar in what we, I like to do, like travel and, and, and the, the, the way that we see the world and whatnot, but also as well, she's has, total opposites to me and in, in, in a lot of the things so i cannot cook to save my life or as an amazing chef one of the best out there you know and you know, there's this like there's certain things that i do but she doesn't like to do and so like we just make it work and again i think from from, from a lot of the point was was that that communicator side like when you have your own business like i say a problem comes up for what, whatever it may be like something's not working or a client's not happy you don't even need and again, when you're in a solo business as well, and if you've got like business partners, then yeah, maybe different. But if it's just you and, you, and it's your business, like solo business, you just go in and fix it. You don't need to talk to anybody. You don't need to um and out. You just go and do it. 
and again like my problem was is that i was taking that into back into home life and that was like the, the worst thing to do just not talking just getting on and doing it so that's one of the things that i've definitely learned is exactly what, what you're saying is talk about it be open be honest and yeah everything else will just solve itself and what is it like now working with a community of um hospitality owners and the difference that you're making in their lives especially especially during this period i mean how's it been for for you and them during this period yeah i mean the the weird thing about all of this is that every single country every single county even sometimes towns has got different rules and like regulations mm -hmm. some people can be open some people can't be open and you know the the, the tricky thing about where we've where Boostly has grown to is now, but it's worldwide. We have got people in my world. So the hospitality community is, is our free Facebook group and it's got 5,300 members and 5,300 members. And they're literally people from all over the world, like everywhere. We've got people from Barbados in there. We've got people right down there in South Africa. We've got Bali, Philippines, Australia, New Zealand, Philippines, you name it. There are people in there from, from that country part of the world. So when posts are coming in and people are worrying, this year has been very, very hard. You know, I'm very fortunate that I've got four or five moderators that help me run that group. And then with my uh, private training group, again, it's people from all over the world. We've got, I, I do website design, I do training. So again, it, it's been really hard to be able to, the advice that I give to be as generic as possible so it can help as many people as possible. But again, it's, it's to give them advice. And I think the main thing that I've learned this year is just to keep saying the same thing. Just be proactive. So don't go quiet. Don't go silent. Make sure you keep posting, keep talking, even if you can't take visitors right now. Like the best, I mean, people always say pivot into, in, into profit. And some of the best things that I've seen my members do this year, one example would be a bed and breakfast in uh, the northwest of the UK. Obviously couldn't take on uh, bookings, but she had a full working kitchen. And then so what, what she did was she started to do uh, delivery afternoon teas, which was um, fantastic because people were still having birthday parties or, you know, anniversary celebrations, but couldn't go anywhere. Yeah. So she was um, figured out a ratio, figured out a price and brought in her revenue from doing something she never thought she would ever do. And now with restrictions being lowered, and business is still coming in. She's still doing that afternoon tea side. So she's got two revenue streams, which is phenomenal. And that's just one example of what people have been have been doing. Um, and, and again, I, I don't know why I did it, but on the on the on the seventeenth of March, um, I decided that I could see that it was going world was going crazy. So I decided that, uh, and and a lot of hospitality owners were panicking. So I decided that. I was just going to go live every day on Facebook and I did a, a live video every day invited on guests from the hospitality world, but also as well, I was able to secure and get in some amazing guests that weren't like that I have watched and listened for years. So people like Janet Murray, who's got an amazing podcast, uh, Noah Kagan. Um, again, I've, I've watched Noah's videos, listened to his podcast, uh, from America is the, is the guy who has founded the Sumo Group. So if you've ever used the app Sumo for your pop-up on your website, he founded that and he came onto the podcast. Like so, it was it was a, it was amazing things that have come on the back of you know what is a, a, like a 
crazy, crazy times. I did that for 44 days, which was insane. Like, and every night and, you know, so many opportunities came on the back of it for me uh, because I was just visible every day online. And, and now we're coming out of lockdown and out of these restrictions. And we've got, I've got hosts from areas that I never thought possible are starting to come to me. Hosts that are just so dedicated to Airbnb who have been, you know, messed around a lot by this big platform because of the restrictions are now coming to me to go, right now we need a website. We want to, we want to, we want to go for a direct booking model, which is, which is, you know, which is amazing to see. So something that has been absolutely horrific for our industry, hosts and business owners are starting to go, right, what are we going to do on the back of it? And I think lockdown has shown one thing is that they're caring more about the marketing, come out the website and, and, you know, the, you know, because of me going live every night, I'm the one that people are going to, which is, which is, which is crazy good for like the growth of Boostly. I've got some pretty ambitious, big, big goals, um, and so this is like being like one of the one of the things that's come out the back of it, which has been which has been amazing, you know. And what was your go? Was was there a, a choice that you made? The the choice. How did you get to that choice of going? I'm going to show up uh, live every every day, every night uh, to my group. You know what? It it was. It's, it's hard. I, I don't even know what it was. Um, I naively thought, and I remember, I, na I naively thought this would be all over in a few weeks because I live in Spain, uh, but actually on March the 11th, me and my family, we flew back to England because I'd been nominated for an award, uh, Best Use of Social Media for like our industry, which was phenomenal, and I won that, which was crazy. Then the next day, I was going to be speaking in the Excel Center like I'd mentioned on, 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 on stage with like the big, the big names in our business. And that was the 12th of March. And then we were going to stay in London for four days. And then we we're going to fly back to Spain on the, on the 16th. My parents were going to come down from Scarborough down to London. We're going to spend some time with them and fly back. So the world decided to go crazy on the 13th of March. And, you know, it was on the 16th, we're at Gatwick Airport, we're like Spain was already locked, locked down in very quick, people wouldn't even be able to get back into Spain. So we decided to stay. And we thought, right, we're over in a few weeks, let's just get a rental car, drive back up to Scarborough, back to my back to my family farm, and we'll stay there for a few weeks. And then whilst I was there, luckily, I had my laptop with me, I had, I had all my kit with me for, for whatever reason I don't know why I packed it but it was just there. And I thought, right, well, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to go live every night. Um, because everybody was going quiet. Everybody, all of my peers were going quiet. They weren't posting, they weren't doing anything. And he's a, and I just thought, right, well, there's an opportunity here. There was an opportunity for me to give help, to, to go live every night, to give like reassurance as well, because it was pretty mental though. I, th those few weeks, like we will look back at it one day and it will be like, those weeks were, were literally crazy because the most worrying thing for me was not only would we not know what was going on, the leaders of this world didn't know what was going on. So I just thought, right, well, let's just go live every night. Just, just share a message, get people on, you know, talk about being proactive, don't go quiet, all of these things. And I just did it. I mean, that's the thing that has, has meant that Boostly has gone from where it is to where it is now. I just did it and didn't think of it too much, didn't procrastinate. I always remember that Mark Zuckerberg quote where it's like something that is live but is better than perfect, you know? And again, Dan Meredith said this again, you know, 
imperfect action applied at speed is the key to success and just doing it because what's the worst that can happen nothing just like, and, and i just did it and i was so happy that i did do it and i'm so happy that i stuck at it even though it turned out to be not just a couple of weeks but a couple of months and you know um the, the more that you did it every day the more it just became a thing it didn't become like a chore it didn't become a thing that you know, it's like, oh, I've got to do this tonight. It just became a thing that you do, just like with anything new that you start doing, whether it's cold showers or push-ups or whatever, you know, you don't want to do it. You just end up doing it every day and it just becomes a, a thing. And, and that's what it literally became. And the only reason that I stopped is that I literally ran out of things to talk about. I did not know. Well, like the world started to reopen. So I thought, right, now is a good time to stop and just say, listen, I've given you 44 nights here, 44 different advice and tactics and tips. Just go and do it. And, you know, and, and, and away they did. So, yeah, it was a it was a it was a it was a crazy time, but I'm, I'm glad I did do it. Yeah, because, um, you know, it's 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 consistency, isn't it, as well? And, and the choice that you made to step up for your industry at the time. Um, when everyone else was going quiet, uncertain, didn't know what to do, wasn't being proactive, and you really stepped up and said, "You know what? I can help you here, or I can put, you know, try my best at least, right? And just talk, you know, have have be there. At least someone's gonna got a face to go to because everyone was just was quiet because I was, you know, I was working in the um, hospitality industry as well, right? And and it was like uh, the the market's gone quiet. The um, offices are closing, um, bars are closing, hotels, restaurants—they're all closing. It was just like, okay, so everyone that we provided service to in the commercial dishwashing space was closed. Mm. So who do we serve now? Yeah. Yeah. I think as yeah, I think as well with 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 hospitality is that our industry, especially our accommodation side, our industry is unlike any other because we create experiences. Like people um, book to come and stay with you and it it is something that they will remember for, you know, for years to come. And, you know, especially if you get an industry or you're a business where people come back to time and time again. And so what I was just saying to people was just remind them of that. You know, don't, don't, don't take a, don't, disrespect what you actually do for somebody's life and right now they're sat in their house that people might be sat in an apartment in the middle of a city with kids running around and they can't go anywhere and all that they want to be able to do is to have someone to look forward to on the back end of this and as soon as um you're able to take bookings i guarantee if you show up every day and if if you just remind people about how amazing you are that when restrictions lower and they're able to book, you're going to be the first one at top of their mind. And that's the whole thing is to stay in top of mind. You're not going to, you can't afford to do a PPC. You can't afford to do all these uh, paying because there's no revenue coming in. So you're going to have to take the free route. And so the free route is just showing up on social media, sending emails, you know, the things that don't cost any money. And it worked. It massively worked. We just timed everything right. We're just doing like loads of like loads of little things really, really well. And just I just kept showing and reminding people every day to do it. And there's been some phenomenal like success stories where people have ended up coming out the other end busier August 2020 than what they were August 2019. Like more mm -hmm. revenue coming in, which is insane if you think about it. And you know, yes, there's gonna be crazy times ahead. 
But I would like to think that what people have learned since March means that if it were a case where they had to lock down again and they couldn't take, they know what to do. There's a bit more playbook. And, and that's all I just, I try and give the hospitality world is the tools, the tactics, the training and the confidence to go and get their own bookings because our industry has become lazy. Our industry, because we've got two massive powers, booking.com and Airbnb, you can just put your property on that website and you are pretty much guaranteed to get bookings. But when you become over-reliant on anything, they've got the ability to give you a slap <laughs> you know, or a snap and they will cut out your profits and which they did do, you know, and 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 that's what I don't want to happen again. So that's why I turn up and I I do all of this to show them how they can actually get their own bookings. That's amazing, uh, especially what you do and what you've been teaching and helping them with as well. Thank you. What was your, if you was to say routines that helped you get um, start your day and things like that? Has there been any like you know you said um, you did just five a.m.s or things like that before? Yeah. Obviously, that might have changed by now. <laughs> Well, I still do 5 a.m., but it's because a two-year-old is a savage and he doesn't sleep. But, you know, ever since I discovered Tim Ferriss, I've all I've just been obsessed with a, a, a routine or having some form of routine. And that has changed over the years. You know, I've, I don't know, I've, I've got into like Wim Hof and I started doing the breathing, but then the missus told me off because I was waking up because I was like deep breathing in the living room. And, you know, so it's changed over the years. Um Right now, as long as I wake up, no alarm, just wake up. No, no two-year-old sat on me waking up. Like as long as I can do that, put on a coffee in peace. I make sure that my phone is turned off so I don't have any distractions. Like there's no phone, um, phones off. On my iPad, I've got an iPad, and it literally has no social media apps or anything like that. It's got um, BBC News, so I can see what's happening in the world. My Feedly, so I can see like articles, and then what I have next to it, um, YouTube. So if I want to watch like a, some of my like a Joe Rogan clip or something like that, and as long as I can have a coffee, see what's happening in the world, see like articles from like publications that I follow, and then watch like a Joe Rogan clip or a Casey Neistat video, I'm happy. That that is literally like, I've got uh, vitamins to take, and you know, if I can do push-ups while the kettle's boiling. Um, this is that's my routine. It takes no more than I don't know, 10, 10 minutes. That is my literally my, my routine. And normally by that point, as long as a two year old hasn't woken me up, then I can get that in. Then my day is sorted. I feel chilled. I've had coffee, done what I wanted to do. Watch watch that. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm more I'm more than more than happy. And I I um so the kids get up because I'm I'm a morning person. My wife is not. My my wife does not function well in the morning so i get up with the kids i get them breakfast laura does a meditation eight o'clock she comes out school runs at 8 30 so i'll then at eight o'clock go in lock the door i'll do my little daily calm on on the calm app like 10 minute meditation whatever it is get a shower get changed and then we're, we're, we're all sorted so that is that is pretty much how our morning is looking and as soon as it's ready as soon as the school run's been done that's when i turn my phone on so turn my phone on, WhatsApp message just with the team. I still don't open up Facebook or anything like that. I don't have Facebook on my phone really. I've got, I've been using it a little bit more just to see like the latest algorithm changes. But I, I have a time limit of ten minutes on it. So I'll go on. I'll wow. just quickly check in with a few people, make sure ten minutes done, and then that's it really. Like Instagram again. I love Instagram, but time limits fifteen minutes on that because I make my little videos on there. 
little stories, but that's, that's 15 minutes done. And I just make sure I'm not on it for the rest of the day. And then when I come in at work at six, obviously my work is evolved around Facebook and whatnot. So again, I just make sure that I, it's not on my phone. You know, my phone is, is literally like, um, it's got the payment thing. So I pay a lot on my phone. It's got um, WhatsApp because I, I chat on WhatsApp to people on there. That's really it. You know, I've got the news and I've got like the creative apps, but there's nothing really else that will like keep me coming back. No, no Twitter or anything like that on there. Uh, and again, if I have got Facebook, it's heavily restricted to 10 minutes. So <laughs> I, I can't get sucked in and just sort of be on it all the time. That is some dis- that is a very heavy level of discipline. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it has to be because otherwise, this is you know, if anybody's watched Social Dilemma, you know, on Netflix, yeah, I've watched that oh, the, um, last you week. Know, you know, it's, I'm really glad that that's being made because you know, it, it's it, it just sort of opens the eyes to why people do get, get sucked in, and that's why it's there. So, like, my phone has got no notifications on, it's on do not disturb consistently. The only notifications that I allow to come in is, um, is uh, if my wife is calling me, pretty much, you know, or like you know, and th- and that is it. There's, there's no other notification that allows to come on. Same for my computer, which is why we've done this for like an hour now, and there's been no pings or anything because I just have, I never have a notification come in because I know how it works. They want you to be dragged back in, and I've got all of the ad blockers on my thing. I've got the the one with the newsfeed eradicators on. So it's uh, again, it's um, it's just something that I've learned over the years, and again, it's from being in the groups that we're in and just knowing how these things work, and just being very dedicated just to getting it getting it done. I've got it written literally on my whiteboard here. This just reminds me all the time. It's, <laughs> it's literally next to me, so I just know I just got to get it done. There's no distractions, you know. And uh, if I want a little distraction, I'll have it at the end of the night when I'll just sit down if I want to just ledge out and just scroll and scroll, but. Again, it's just because it, I've just been so dedicated to it, I just don't know any other way. So it just becomes routine, you know, just comes what you do. Okay, cool. Uh, and if it was people wanted to get get started in business or run their own communities and things like that, what kind of you know, suggestions or advice would you give them? So um, when I first got the idea of Boostly, I didn't know how it would go down. I just found like a group of people that um, I could put an idea in front of. And I started to offer like workshops, you know, like these are in-person workshops. And I just said, right, if I put on this workshop where I show you um, what I'm doing, not knowing what I'm doing, just if I can show you how to make your life easier with social media, whatever, would you attend? And these five people put their hand up and they're the first five people that, you know, I ever taught doing this and it was the start of everything. So I guess depends on what type of business you're thinking of doing. If it's like a, an education type business, like what, what this is, adopt something like that. Obviously in the world that we're in now, it may be a Zoom chat, but just put the question out there. Say, I am looking for X who is struggling with Y and I can help you solve it. And to start off with, it may have to be free, no price, you know, just so you can get your testimonials and, and all of the things. And that's what I did. And then in time, you may get the confidence to start charging, or you may even have someone come to you and go, I want to pay you to do X. And it's it's crazy. It's scary. And a, and a lot of it, you have to learn as you go, and you will make so many mistakes. But the trick is to learn from your mistakes and just keep on doing it, even at times when you think, oh, this is not going to work. Just battle on through. And um, Jay Alderton said this uh, a couple of weeks ago on his Instagram. 
said, if you just produce content and show up every single day, if you produce a piece of content every single day, um, for let's just say a year or two years, then good things will come on the back of it. And that is so true. It doesn't have to be fancy. Like I, I do a lot of mine, most of mine on my phone, just Instagram stories, taking that, turn them into little videos. And, and, that's, and that's pretty much it. Over, over time, and I've got a bit more budget, I've been able to invest in one of these things, a microphone and light we're talking <laughs> off hand. And you know, I've hired people to edit my videos and to edit the podcast. And so it just it just means that I'm more visible and, and more 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 everywhere, really. And 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 that's it. Just just show up every day and just um, you know, you don't have to be the best. You just have to know more than the people that you're talking to. And that's that's it. That's all it takes to be classed as a expert is just find a group of people that you know more on the topic and just tell them about it and help them yeah and help them that's it just help them cool if there was anything if there uh, if people wanted to find out more about what you do where can they go so my website is boostly.co.uk that's like a nice place to get started um if you're in hospitality if you're not in hospitality and you just want to find out more about what i do and like document and stuff like instagram is cool because i show up on there every day and do stories so uh instagram.com forward slash boostly uk so b-o-o-s-t-l-y uk that's always a cool place and if you want to i mean you're not in hospitality if you want to help me out uh podcast download is amazing for the algorithms uh if you just google search boostly podcast um you can go itunes stitcher spotify or whatever just go and just go and subscribe even if you don't listen to me just download it uh leave a review just download it. it helps on the algorithms which which all which always helps i'm very fortunate that you know i've got a big community so the podcast is always in the sort of top 30 every week for um in the uk which I am so happy for, which is amazing uh, to, to get the eyes. And, and I, the, the other thing I was going to say that came out of me showing up every single day for 44 days is that I had a, I had a massive season of a podcast. So I had 44 episodes and somebody approached me in America to sponsor it. So not only did I have, I have like 44 episodes of a season of a podcast, which is like, it's still going now. I'm schedule it once twice a week but it's also been sponsored so it actually turned out to be revenue generating which i never uh planned for or anything and it meant that i could take that money that was being sponsored for it it was about a thousand dollars in the end for the full season to get things like this microphone and this boom stand and like mess around with the lighting and get a camera and stuff so it's it's actually you know these these unexpected opportunities that will come your way and it was Derek Sivers who, who says this. It's like just when you're first starting out, just say yes to everything. But then as soon as you get an ounce of success, then if it's not a hell yeah, it's a no. And and, and this is where I'm, I'm I'm lucky enough now to be in that opportunity, that position of being now that I've had a little bit of success. I can then go and take a step back and go, right, is this this opportunity a hell yeah or if it's no and if it's an op- if it's a question or it's an invite or something if it's not a hell yeah it's it's a no and and again that's the most important thing for like for that next step because otherwise if you keep saying yes to everything then um you'll just never ever ever grow you'll just be always stuck in that yes man syndrome so that would be like my sort of finale little bit of um, advice to everybody thank you for being a hell yeah on here then <laughs> when you asked it was definitely a hell yes 100 like i say we've known each other for a while and, and again as it comes to another thing the relationships that you make even the ones that you you don't even think it's going to go anywhere for like for your business like whenever anybody 
gets a message or anything like the, the first mistake I think people make is like, how is this going to affect me? But if it's, it's again, it's, it should never be like that. I mean, one of the most important um, lessons that, again, going on tours of Titans and, and there was another survey where they interviewed, I think it was like a, a hundred uh, real successful, I think billionaires for their businesses. And they said, right, if you lost everything today and you had to start again tomorrow, what would you rely on? And one of the first things that they said is that they would they would um, utilize their brand, but also as well utilize their network, like contacts and stuff. And I think that's really interesting. So like, number one, build interest, uh, build relationships and just do good things. And it doesn't matter what happens. Uh, you will just, again, um, just good things will, will, will definitely, definitely happen um, in, in, in the business. So when you asked me to do it, it was 100% a hell yes. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. Thank you much. My pleasure. My pleasure. My pleasure. And and the last thing before you wrap up is, what do you, what do you think is that stops people from showing up? I, mean, I had this question asked me by um, someone else as well uh, just recently. Curious to hear your thoughts. I think people are scared of looking silly, you know. And I don't know if this is like a, a British thing or just a I don't know, it's just something that is just ingrained into people. Is that? They don't want to look silly. They don't want to look stupid. And that's what puts off a lot of people. They're scared that they're not, you know, they're going to look a bit daft. But um, just end of the day, just do it. Because if you do do it and if you do post consistently, post daily, like Jay Alderton says, good things will happen. And I, I am testament to it. I post it every day, documenting the business. You know, it doesn't have to be fancy graphics or anything like that. A lot of the times it was just done on an iPhone. No microphone, no setup. And, you know, and it and it just and it just works because you're documenting. You're, you're letting people into your day and your life. And I've been able to, since that and Boostly, travel all over the world twice, you know, take the family with me. And, you know, I am so looking forward uh, at, what, at some point going back over all of the videos and putting together like some sort of like mini movie or whatever, just to be able to watch back on it because it'll be it'll be it'll be some 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 amazing video for us to watch back on. It's gonna be a I can see it being in uh, on Netflix or something. <laughs> That'd be nice. That'd be cool. Okay, thank you very much, Mark, for your time. And I really appreciate everything you shared because there's so many golden nuggets on there that people can take away and just action straight away as well. My pleasure. My absolute pleasure. Thank you for having to me. And yeah, hopefully, like you're saying, if you you take on board anything, all the book recommendations or the people that we've recommended, just do one thing and just do it. You know, that's the that's that's another thing that I've learned is that it doesn't matter what book I I read or an Audible or a YouTube video or a podcast, I always try and take just one thing and I implement it. Um, like quite recently, I, I listened to, it was... Um, Traffic Secrets by Russell Brunson. I'm not a massive Russell Brunson fan, but I, I like what he's done and what he's built. Listen to the book. A lot of it is guff, but I took two things away and I implemented it the next day in, into our business, you know, and and I can see already how it's going to work and impact. So it was uh, it was YouTube video intro and it was um, the uh, affiliate scheme thing in, in, in the footer of every one of their websites they've got made by ClickFunnels. So I, I do web design, so I turned everybody into an affiliate who's got a, a website with us. We've got 420 businesses who've got a website with Boostly. So we, we put in the footer of every website made by Boostly and it's got a little affiliate referral code built into that. So again, it just helps them talk about our website and services, more word of mouth and the YouTube video. So yeah, it's, I, 
the trick is is to listen to it so this these ramblings and and take one thing and whether that's go and get in the tools of titans book or if it's doing any of the things that we've said and just do one thing and that's that, that'd be awesome to see and if you do do it then please get in touch on instagram and tell us what you did and, that, and that'd be cool awesome thank you much mark my pleasure buddy take care thank you for listening to the unspoken truths of digital leadership i hope you found this interview insightful and useful Please remember to subscribe and review the podcast. And if you have found it useful, please feel free to send it and share it to your network as I will be very appreciative that it will spread and help out more people in the world. If you would like more information or the show notes and resources that I will be providing you, then please go to www.johnopoon.com. Go to the blog and find the podcast section. Step up, show up and stay up. Take care.